0: Welcome to Still Buffering, a gen- cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy.
1: <laughs> I'm Taylor Smurl. <laughs> Riley, sorry. thank you for the intro. That's all the talking you'll be doing. <laughs> wow. Oh man, kid, what's going on with you? Do you, um, uh, do you want to tell everybody? I'm sorry, I'm not excited about
0: this. You sound a little excited about I'm not, this. I'm not gleeful. I, um, I have the dreaded mononucleosis has attacked my vocal cords and left me with this shell that I once filled with a beautiful voice. We think. We think. Well, that's,
1: I'm pretty sure that's... You're a
0: doctor. I,
1: well, yeah, and she's, full disclosure, you went to your, you went to your own doctor. I do not doctor my family. Uh, but we didn't, they didn't, they didn't actually do the test, but, um... You probably don't have strep because you don't have tonsils. Probably not. And you don't seem like you have strep, you know, because you seem just tired and sore throat, and that's it. Um, it might just be a viral whatever, and it, and you get better. Well, but also way. it could well be mon. I mean, you live in a dorm. You're the right age. You 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 you, you
0: mooch people. Hey hey.
1: I believe that's called the kissing disease. That
0: yeah, is accurate, Taylor. But there are other ways mm. to get this than mooching.
1: Yeah, but that's one of them. That's it's very true, though. It is it is very easy to pass through, like f- like sharing food and drink, or I mean, there are other ways than just kissing. Yeah, to get mono. But like you live in a suite with seven other people, yeah. other college age students, and you're engaging in questionable activities over the weekend (laughs) what you were partying yeah did you do a partying weekend i did do a partying weekend oh wow well that's where it came from that's what happens i mean maybe it's just a plain old virus but um in the meantime do not engage in any contact sports as your
0: spleen may be enlarged this (laughs) is this is like, I love having a doctor as a sister because it's like, what's some good advice real quick? But, but, like, then when I do get sick, you always go there to, like, also you could be just casually playing football. And all of your blood in your body could could slowly be accumulated where your spleen has exploded. And then you'll be dead.
1: Well, it's just the, the only the only thing that, I mean, you, you seem just fine. And so I think you're going to get better with rest and fluids and time. But in case you decided, like, this is the week I want to play full contact rugby, whatever, yeah, (laughs) then Ultimate Frisbee, is that full contact? I don't know. If it's Ultimate enough. (laughs) Whatever, whatever. You college kids like to play those sports out on the quad. Now you both ultimate frisbee. You both were in college. Did you do that? You're going to engage in some Quidditch this uh, this weekend,
0: right? Right.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, Whatever. We didn't have a quad or a campus or really any sort of structure, so I don't know. I missed out on all that. We had a quad, and I did play soccer on it periodically.
0: One of those. One of those. One of those. (laughs) One of those.
1: Also at the park. Yeah, that's be.
0: Just always play in my contact sports. You might be LARPing.
1: Maybe. That actually Maybe. seems more likely for you. Hey. I'm just saying. No, that's no offense. LARPing can be fun. <laughs> I haven't true. done it, but I have watched it and clapped for it, and it seemed like it was I fun. clapped for it. But possibly dangerous with an in- enlarged spleen. The group that LARPs in the park, they don't mind an audience, and so... That's nice.
0: And the girls like it. Yeah. It's, it's fun. They think it's cool. I feel like with this well, voice, I could do a really good, like... In a world, <laughs> like one of those, like, like, movie, like, give me a movie idea. Hold on. In a world where you get mono. <laughs> In a world where you get mono, starring Riley Spurl. That's the main thing, is mono. the starring Riley Spurl.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's the, that's the plot. Well, I'm there. I have mono. That's it, really. Well, before we get into this week's episode, I want to reduce the stigma on mono. <laughs> The vast majority of adults have had mono, whether you knew it or not. Epstein Barr virus, which causes mononucleosis, infectious mononucleosis, is incredibly common. So it just, you can get it from kissing, sure, but you can just get it from, you know, sharing beverages or whatnot. Um. (laughs) It makes for a good cautionary tale, though. Don't make out with too many people or your organs might explode. (laughs) Like that is a there it is. You if you save do, kids. If you do think you have mono, you should see a doctor because it it can cause your spleen to become enlarged while you're while you're sick. I mean it will go back to its It will
0: always spleen-y be that size. big no,
1: eventually, but in that in that time period, you, you know, you don't want to get like hit on the side where your spleen is and have it damaged. So it's good to avoid contact sports and whatnot, but it. But the the point is, if you're worried about it, go see a doctor. They can diagnose you. For a lot of people, it's just rest and fluids. Is the yeah? That's all key. I've been doing. The
0: sore throat can be rough. Yeah, it kind of feels like sandpaper yeah. right now. No. Um, when I uh, walked into my dorm yesterday, I told my friends that I probably have mono, and I came in. They all called me Rilo, and one of them looked at me and was going to say, "Hey, Rilo, I'm sorry you have mono," but instead she said hey mono <laughs> oh that's your name now and now she laughed about it and said i didn't mean to do that but now they all are just calling me mono whenever i come into the dorm oh
1: not a great nickname, <laughs> His nickname yeah. Yeah.
0: no i you wanna don't try
1: to kick that one before you graduate i
0: don't love it um Maybe when my voice gets back to normal, they'll forget.
1: If you wanted an infectious disease, there are better ones that you could be named Like in. what,
0: <laughs> Sid? Well, just like you the rather... sound cool. What would you rather be Like, named? what if
1: people called you anthrax? Uh,
0: what? Well, uh, okay.
1: I'm just saying it sounds cooler than mono. Mm-hmm. That sounds much less pleasant, though. That sounds like yeah. you're part of a biker gang in the future that... Like sells cybernetic drugs. Sure. Does. And it, it is, I would say, less pleasant than mono. I mean, not that mono is pleasant, but if head to head. Yeah. You yeah. gotta. Right. Would you rather. Right. Uh, I had mono. I'll, I'll help reduce the stigma. Thanks, I know. Said. I know. I mean, Taylor, even if you don't remember, you probably did at some point. Nope. Nope. <laughs> never mooch, never have mono taylor's
0: never touched anyone
1: <laughs> it's it, it's funny how often we because you can check uh, epstein-barr virus titers later in life and see like from the pattern have you ever had do you have an infection now or have you had an infection in the past and um th- a lot of people don't necessarily remember that they had mono because maybe they had a sore throat and they felt achy and tired and all the other symptoms but they just didn't go get checked out so they didn't know that it was mono I did go get checked out because my throat, it's a sore throat it's really bad and I thought I had strep throat and I assumed I was going to have to get antibiotics to get over it so I went in and got checked out and they said nope, not strep, mono I had been uh, on spring break and I had, I remember drinking Corona to try to (laughs) ease the pain of my sore throat (laughs) that's not how that works no Uh. Um, No, but it was. I mean, but you'll be fine. I was fine. I was tired. I didn't do much other than school and sleep. I slept
0: even more than I usually do the past few days. Uh, But all this to say, I will not be talking as much this episode. I will contribute when I have something important to say. But I'm gonna just, you know,
1: you'll have. We'll just kick it. (laughs) We'll just need some some. A few impressions from you. Right. On right. Uh, on what our, our topic this week, what
0: I have brought for us to discuss this week, Cindy, which is what when you no, I got it, I got it. When you're when you're sick, what do you take? What will the doctor prescribe you?
1: Oh, I see where you're going. Oh. I mean perhaps a pill. What kind of pill? Maybe a little one.
0: And would it be smooth
1: (laughs) yes it would not be jagged if someone gives you a jagged little pill to take don't take it they're they're not the doctor Uh, Uh oh how you like that uh, how you like that
0: wow that was great
1: is it safe to assume that Alanis Morissette is one of those people that can't swallow pills very well (laughs) perhaps perhaps Perhaps. Uh, described a pill as jagged before no I don't think I can't remember ever taking a jagged pill Uh, but the album Alanis Morissette famous um, wonderful amazing work (laughs) (laughs) well known uh, well regarded 1995 album Jagged Little Pill is what we're going to discuss yes Uh, and you had not listened to it I had never listened to it that's fascinating wow. to me Yeah, surely when you did listen to it you recognized some of the
0: songs yes okay. um, more specifically ironic I remember solely because there was a time at our house we used to have a very old style karaoke machine mm-hmm. and you and Taylor won I want to say Christmas performed ironic <laughs> together and That's I do remember that,
1: like a thing that we did, <laughs> <laughs> we karaoke in our parents' home. Too ironic that that is so nineties. And I remember
0: it. because Griffin McElroy then karaokeed to "My Humps." <laughs> did he? Yes. Hmm. And oh, that Rock Lobster. Up. So
1: yeah, I don't remember that. I mainly remember karaokeing to "Black Velvet" on that thing. Mm. That was when we were a lot younger. I remember that. Yeah. Also that song, I've never been to me. Mm. Do you remember that song? Oh, on yeah. There? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I remember singing that when I was like 13. Huh. Cause I remember it has the line in it. I took the hand of a preacher man and we made love in the sun. <laughs> oh God. I remember that. And, and, uh, I remember we also had uh, Tiffany's uh, I think we're alone now was one of those oh, that yeah. we could do. And I liked to sing it but I also like to do an acting out dramatically of the lyrics uh with uh with a, a, a stuffed chessie cat that we had. You did animal. Yeah. <laughs> You did. I remember that. I was a. I had a whole uh, emotive dance routine to uh, a Tiffany song. <laughs> I, I remember vividly the put your arms around me and we tumbled to the ground. Because <laughs> then I would, in fact, tumble to the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I'm glad you do, Riley. I'm, I'm glad it's, that you enjoyed it's that. A, f- a great memory. the The album had six singles. That's a lot for an album. Yeah.
0: Um. there are only what. 10 songs on the album something like that no there's more there's
1: hold on i have it all up here 13 13 okay. the last one is the you ought to know yes yeah blend yeah the the uh, jimmy the saint blend and then at the end of that did you listen to the hidden track
0: oh no. the secret song yeah i was listening on spotify i didn't know if it'd be on there
1: I don't, well, I mean, if you listen to that one, it should be, because I mean, it was on the original recording. Uh-huh. You just had to, there's a big pause of silence in between. Okay. So, like, the only way, the, the reason people, man, this is interesting to think about. The reason people found this is because of CDs.
0: You just leave yeah, it playing. Right? Because
1: what would happen is that the last song would end and then it would stop. And so you wouldn't go up and hit stop. Yeah. But, but there would be a big, long pause of silence. You assume the CD has stopped. And then all of a sudden, Alana starts singing, by the way, can catch you off guard if you're in your bedroom alone.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: And really scare the crap out of you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but that's interesting because I, I don't know how you do that. I mean, I guess you could just put it at the end of the track. And, like, if you're listening to Spotify or whatever, it would play. But, like, what would you do if your phone went silent for a while? You'd assume something has happened. I would assume
0: something happened if I looked down at my phone. It still said it was playing the song. Like, the little time bar was still moving along. Mm-hmm. But um, it did not produce any sound. Yeah, out. that's interesting. I, wonder, I know that. Uh, how do you do secret songs now? Actually, a, a good tie-in to a previous episode we've done. Dodie did a secret song in her YouTube videos. For a year, one word in every YouTube video that she posted was a lyric to one of her songs to mm-hmm. the tune of the lyric, and then she put them all together at the end of the year, and it was a song. That's cool. Thank you.
1: Mm. I guess I was that's... Just... Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just considering that, that, that one of the other albums that was at the same time of this that also had a secret song was Green Day's Dookie, which I would want to talk about at some point. But uh, I was those secret songs are both about going to someone's house when they're not home now that I think of it (laughs) which is interesting I want to look up the timeline I guess Dookie came out before Jagged Little Pill so I don't know was Lannis just a big fan of Green Day (laughs) maybe maybe I would say uh as a PSA please do not go to people's houses when they're not there without their permission (laughs) no we do not endorse that here at Stillbuff no matter what your, your, your 90s rock icons want you to believe. Yes, I know I know that sounds... Uh, b- well, okay, if that sounds romantic to you, you need to stop and do a little bit of soul-searching.
0: Because
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, it sounds a little bit troubling mm-hmm. here at Stilbuff. Please don't do that. Um, Alanis, I still love you, and I did love Your House, the secret song at the end, but I do not endorse entering people's homes without their permission.
0: Indeed. Uh,
1: so the The big, the first song I remember hearing from Jagged Little Pill was "Ironic." Now, I think you ought to know was like probably the bigger, like caught everybody's attention song because it played very well into this narrative at the time of angry female musical artists. Uh-huh. Cause that was very much like what everybody started talking about in like the mid to late nineties was like, why are all these girls so mad? <laughs> <laughs> and they're all making these songs about how mad they are. What's wrong
0: girls? In a world <laughs> where all the girls are mad. <laughs>
1: and it was or like, <laughs> and, all, and all these, all these female artists are like, well, you know, cause the world sucks for us guys and we're angry about it. And so we're making really good music and- uh, so I, th- I feel like You Ought to Know caught a lot more attention. But um, Ironic was the one I remember first because everybody at, at school, I think I was, this would have been like seventh grade. Everybody was talking about it um, and the music video. And so I remember watching MTV to try to see the music video.
0: This is such how a it, wild thing you yeah. just said.
1: This is how yeah. it used to, to be. Trying to wrap my head around it. I would turn on MTV and then just leave it on, and like I didn't want anybody to change the channel because I was waiting for that for the ironic music video to come on, so I could know what everybody was talking about. Do you remember these wow. days, Taylor? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was just the luck of the draws. Uh, what what you could what you could watch.
0: It's a crazy concept, right, Riley? Like. Sorry, I had a big yawn. Um like thinking about not just like pulling up YouTube, typing in like ironic music video. Like I'm sure I could pull up that exact music video right now in like less than 15 seconds. Yes. Yeah. I
1: sat and and waited and it did it did come on. I mean like the newer the newer music videos would be on heavier rotation, so like you could see them more often. Right. But I finally saw it and I remember um and I had no familiarity with Alanis Morissette as an artist with her music. I had never heard any other songs, the album, anything. So I remember coming to school the next day and saying, I lo- I really liked that band, Alanis Morissette. Um, are they sisters? They look so much alike. Oh, no. Cindy. Cindy. No joke. No Silly. joke. Because I, I still remember, I remember, I don't, I mean... I probably wouldn't remember saying it so well if I uh, didn't have such a vivid memory of the complete humiliation that followed as everybody in my uh, science class in seventh grade made fun of me (laughs) for not knowing that it was one person, one person named
0: Alanis Morissette. Who was just shot from four different camera angles and what a was cool in different band name though? Like if you were just two sisters, That's like if we had a band and we all were like, "All right, what's our name gonna be?" We just came a little more set.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's four in the car. Yeah. They shoot it from four different angles, and she's dressed differently with different hairstyles, and so it looks like four women on like a joyride in a car singing ironic. Like it looks that way, but it's oh, really high-tech. just her. Yeah. Um, And they all have, like, slightly different personalities, it seems like. Like, they try to make, like, you know. Yes. They're all all different Alanises in the car. Um, But I I did not know. Legit did not know. And I feel... uh, I still feel a little bit of of that embarrassment. Oh. To this day. As you should. Well, now you just shared it with the masses. you shared it with the internet. Yeah. yeah. A whole fresh batch of people are making fun of you right now. (laughs) So... Just know that if you make fun of somebody in seventh grade for not knowing something that they may have sh- maybe should have known, they'll remember for the rest of their life, Scott, for the rest of their life. <laughs>
0: Forever, Scott. Uh, call Scott out like that. Okay. And Scott, hey, why are you such a jerk, Scott? Gosh, Scott. Hey, Scott, would you treat your kids like that that you probably have now? That's my sister, Scott. I probably wasn't even alive when this happened. You definitely Scott, were not. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> no. was not. Isn't that amazing how we can do that? Does everybody, I don't know, maybe this is like
1: a me thing, but it sounds like it's not. Does everybody just have like a, a, a bag of like like deep embarrassment that they carry yep. around with them? Yep. And they just you just pull it out sometime when you're feeling too good about yourself or you're trying to go to sleep at night. Like, oh, you know what I remember? That time when I fell down on the ice walking into school in the fifth grade. Let me think about that. I remember how... How
0: embarrassed I was for a little while. Yeah, I feel too
1: good today. I think I need to recall. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always right as I'm going to sleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If that's I fun. ever did, I saw that. It was actually a meme on Facebook, which I usually don't uh, cotton to, but. Um, the, or a mom thing, you <laughs> just said. Well, but it was like, if uh, don't worry if I've ever said anything. If I've ever had an awkward interaction with you, I will be reliving it for literally the rest of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, that's, yeah. That's fair.
0: I, I that's, have mon- I have montages in my head of every time I've been at a restaurant or been in a movie theater, and they've said "Enjoy your meal slash enjoy your movie," and I've said "You too." Yeah. <laughs> I just have those playing on a loop over and over in my <laughs> head constantly.
1: I, I, I've i done that multiple times when, you know, like boarding a flight, enjoy your flight and you say, yeah, you too. Oh, you're not going anywhere. It's like, you just want to kind of at that point, just get out of the line, just leave the airport. <laughs> just, yeah, well, <laughs> I've lost the, I'm not allowed to fly on airplanes anymore because I can't have social interactions like a normal person when boarding them. You take off running down the (laughs) gateway. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I still remember the secondhand embarrassment I felt at breaking the rules when we went to the Chick-fil-A at the Huntington Mall when I was no more than uh, six or seven years old. And it was just me and Sydney and Justin. And we uh, got a party tray of chicken nuggets that's made for like a party of people Mm -hmm. and justin picks it up and does says thank you but this is just for us and then runs off going i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and i just remember (laughs) being like oh no how could he do this to me (laughs) everybody knows we're not having a party
1: uh we haven't discussed the album itself enough here Uh, yes I'm glad that we've all <laughs> pulled our collective humiliation from yeah. our. Teen it's like and that seated
0: Harry version. Potter, like they pull like the phantom like threads out of their head. Into the that's what we just did. Oh, yeah,
1: cool. C- can we can we like set them on fire or something? Can we get rid yeah. of them somehow or no? Okay.
0: Uh, we we could
1: if we had a Pensieve, we could relive. We cannot go down this rabbit hole. No, <laughs> no. Nope,
0: nope. no. Too many problems there now. <laughs> Too many problems. <sighs> Anyways. Let's check the Nothing group message. Nothing gold can
1: stay. <laughs> Nothing gold can stay. Anyway, let's check the group message.
0: Sisters, who yes. who, who we talk about this week? Uh,
1: By we, <laughs> I mean you all. I'm going to start it out because I don't want you um, talking any more than you have to, Riley.
0: They would not sponsor us anymore.
1: No. Uh, I want to tell you about DoorDash. Okay? Because... I don't like to uh, take off my pajamas unless I have to. That's not true. I'm Fair. I have So many things to do every day, but the rare occasion where I get to just put on sweatpants and and relax, like I just sometimes I just want the food, the wonderful food, delicious food to come to me. I don't want to have to cook it. I'm so tired. These children are wearing me out, mm-hmm. and I use DoorDash so that I can uh, order all the great. Food I like all the local restaurants that I enjoy, whatever I'm in the mood for, and it'll just be delivered to me wherever I am. We take full advantage of this when we're on the road, too, uh, because with uh, with kids, you don't always know what a restaurant's going to be like, but the food sounds good. And so it's, it's a great thing to use even when you're when you're out and about in the world, not just at home. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 U.S. states, Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia, you can order from your local go-tos or national chains, whatever you whatever you prefer. Uh, because with DoorDash, you don't have to worry about where your next meal is going to come from. It's going to come from the restaurant in a car via the dasher to your door. Then you do have to get up from the couch to go like greet them and get receive the food. But that's it. That's it.
0: Do you think if you put on your special instructions, come in the front door, it will be unlocked and hand deliver it to me on the couch?
1: Say nothing.
0: <laughs> Say nothing. Make no eye contact.
1: Don't. Let's do you not. you think they'd do it? Let's not. <laughs> yeah. Let's not. That's, don't. That's, uh, Listen, with DoorDash, don't make it weird. <laughs> Just, I, I agree with that. Uh, Taylor, if our listeners don't want to make it weird, but do want to <laughs> use DoorDash, what should they do? Well, right now you can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BUFFERING. That's 5 bucks off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BUFFERING. Don't forget, code's BUFFERING, you get 5 bucks off your first order. Siblings, it's a wireless world. Wires are so. I-, I say that while we're sitting in a recording studio, covered Full of, in wires, covered Full of in wires. <laughs> wires, covered in wires. But when I leave this studio and go out to the world, I don't. I don't want to be tied down by wires, and I. I need earbuds that can come with me, safely tucked inside my ears, <laughs> no wires attached. And uh, Raycon has you covered. You can get those wireless earbuds uh, without dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair. Which is the great news. Yes. Uh, because usually you do. And with Raycon, you don't. They start at about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market. They sound just as amazing as the other top audio brands. Uh, and the latest model, the E25, offers six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass with a stylish discrete design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. And I will say that they definitely uh, do stay in there. I have a lot of problems with earbuds falling out of my ears uh which is a pain because i tend to wear them mainly like when i'm cooking dinner or like washing dishes or doing clothes or anything like that where like you really don't want your earbud to fall out and get into the situation that lies below Uh (laughs) um (laughs) that happens to me a lot and with raycons they don't and uh i really love that for my apparently very oddly shaped ears uh so tay if our listeners want to get some raycons what should they do well, now it's time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. You can get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash buffering. That's buyraycon.com slash buffering. You get 15% off your Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash buffering. So uh, we talked about ironic, which I, and I guess we have to, are we obligated, like legally obligated to say that no, the things... The the situations listed in ironic are not in fact ironic.
0: Yes, they're just thank unfortunate. You.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, they just coincidences. Would we have known this without the internet? I don't know. <laughs> Who can say? But <laughs> thanks to the internet, there are many things written about how. No, they are not ironic. They are just a series of unfortunate events that happened to our protagonist. That is, that is Elena's voice. Yes, and that is too bad. It's still a good song. It's fine. We'll all live. It's yeah. fine. There are worse things. Yeah, uh, You ought to know, though. I still remember. That's the one. That's the music video with her, like, in the desert with a guitar or something. And it's, like, shot in, like, sepia tone. Mm. You remember this, Tay? I re- I, re- I feel like there were a lot of people in deserts with guitars <laughs> in, the, in the 90s. Uh, and she's, <laughs> maybe she's, she was one of them. <laughs> She's so angry, and of course, you ought to know is written about a it, some jerk, some guy who was a jerk mm-hmm. and who you know did her dirty, and uh what the the mythology that arose from that song. Because whenever somebody writes an angry song about somebody else, the first question is,
0: "Who's it about?" Right. right. <laughs> and, and if they're really famous, it's probably someone else who is also famous. Everybody wants to
1: know the dish, right? And spill the tea. The I remember the first time I heard this, I thought, how could this be possible? That Alanis Morissette's song, You Oughta Know, was about Dave
0: Coulier, because... <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> Dave Coulier, as in Uncle Joey from Full House. That's yes. right, Uncle Joey. <laughs> what? You know,
1: cut it out, Uncle Joey. Him? <laughs>
0: Did somebody say,
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> That one. Remember, you did oh, the. Oh, you chuck. had
0: to. You had to do two, Dave Couleef. <laughs> wow, one more, and you've summoned him. Please, <laughs> no, please don't.
1: Please <laughs> uh, no. They, they were buddies because of Canada. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all Canadians. You all know each other, right? And you all you all hang out Cindy, with Alanis What' I'm <laughs>
0: joking. I'm joking. They were buddies because of
1: Canada. I know. No, they, were, they had dated back in 1992. I think because of You Can't Do That on Television, which is a Canadian show. But uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. I think Were they both maybe? on it? I believe. Well, she was okay. for sure. Or maybe that's how they met. Somehow they met. Uh-huh. Um, no, I know. I, I, I apologize. I know all Canadians don't know each other. I know. But I feel like you probably get that a lot, don't you?
0: Canada. Uh, this is you, just not a, a silent spot for all of you Canadians listening to answer <laughs> verbally.
1: Well, I feel like that they, they probably do like, oh, I know somebody from Canada. And it's like, yes, thank you, dumb American. There are <laughs> lots of people in Canada. It's a giant oh, country. A thank oh. you, This is
0: fun. Like it becomes like a like a choose your own adventure episode. Like we wait for them to respond. And we record one episode where we're like, oh, cool. You do all know each other. <laughs> or we record one where we're like, yeah. That wasn't very smart. It's a very large place. Well. <laughs> and then they got to choose their track based on how to, they answer.
1: To be fair, uh, it's the same. I would say it's the same for West Virginia. Yeah. I knew yeah. somebody from West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I know lots of people from West Virginia. I still live there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, but, actually, uh,
1: when people tell you that, usually they actually knew somebody from Virginia and
0: uh, they yes. just don't, they think you're just... Oh, I knew someone yeah. from Richmond. Yeah, well, no, that's not—it's a different state entirely. do you live, the yeah, whole do you live near Richmond? I mean, why is it always Richmond?
1: Because it's the only place they know in Virginia. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people from Richmond get around. I guess Just, they're everywhere. <laughs> the only people that actually
0: know all of everybody are those from Richmond. That's the true answer. I don't know, um, uh, but I did enjoy you ought to know. That was one of my favorites. I think it was in my, my top three.
1: It was. I found it uh, liberating and shocking when I was a young woman. <laughs> shocking. Yeah, I definitely She's, remember being a little embarrassed to listen to it when I was uh, when I was young. She uses the F word. Yeah.
0: Right. Yes. It's and, the uh, only explicit one, right? Because uh, I know I, I was scrolling through Spotify, and, like they've got it? the little Maybe? E next to all the songs. I think it was the only one caught my attention. Yeah. It's the only one.
1: It, uh, it. I, re- I remember hearing that and being like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Did she just say that for real? And then about Uncle Joey? <laughs> she said that about Uncle
0: Joey? Whoa. What did you do, Uncle Joey? Can we talk about how 90s this album cover is? It's cool. Oh, wow, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of the font and the editing techniques that they use for those after school specials about, like, you know not not doing drugs or something listen there
1: was nothing after school special about alana she was she was putting the truth out there she was telling it like it was
0: no i actually um, did really enjoy it but it did it was very 90s all of it's very 90s yeah uh,
1: uh so i thought this was interesting dave coulier did come out once and say that he thought the song was about him oh is, is that where episode of full house is that where no. the myth originated that or the the belief originated I don't think so. I think it predated him because he, it, what he said was that, and she admitted this, that he called her and said, is this song about me? Because people are telling me it's about me. Is that true? Um, and she was just like, it's about, it could be a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, he thought it was because at one point she did call him in the middle of dinner and he said, I'm in the middle of dinner. Can I call you back? Oh, I wow. hate to bug you in the middle mm-hmm. of dinner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. uh, So he said that. And later she was like, she just kind of said, I just think it's interesting how many people think it's about them. (laughs) Well,
0: pulling up, pulling a line from a you're so vain there.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) I do think it's interesting that there was still a news article written about this on December 6th of 2019. It's we we just. And you ought to know. With, we want to know. It Still, starts with fans still want to know if it is about her ex, Dave Coulier. Of course, of course, we want to know the dish.
1: I think that's just been accepted into like, like modern day myth, right? Like that's the truth. It's about it's about Uncle Joey. The other the other big songs that came from that uh, "Hand in My Pocket," that was another one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. That was also in my my top three. Yeah, uh, that was that was a good one. That was like just a good feel good not shocking Mm -hmm. (laughs) good song um all i really want was apparently a single which i really enjoyed all i really want but i don't don't think i remembered that it was a single Hmm.
0: now singles now in my experience for for more recent modern Mm -hmm. music are like one a single hence the name that is released before the album to kind of like get some get some hype for the album mm-hmm. and the album is released or EP or whatever sure but I I I don't think I mean albums are smaller than this that I listen to so I don't like if you release seven singles that pretty much nearly be the entire album the point is like I think now releasing the album not like the the singles
1: well I don't think that
0: all of the singles were released ahead of time necessarily yeah they, so just then the what's ones... the what would the difference be then if they weren't uh, released separately how they you? were the,
1: they were the ones that went into wide radio circulation oh, and okay. i would guess these are the same ones that had music videos yeah
0: okay, okay. I,
1: I know that i know that um hand in my pocket did too and you learn right yeah definitely that one was what well, i feel like at the time you learn was huge I it was pretty common like even when an album was out you would still like they'd still release like standalone like singles of a song. I mean, isn't that a crazy concept, Riley? You could just buy a single song, and it wasn't like preview this album. It's wild. It's like here's just that one song that everybody likes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because like now, of course, you can listen to one song from the album when it's released before like the Jonas Brothers before they released their big comeback album released mm-hmm. one song and yeah. you could listen to that one song and you knew the album wasn't coming out for another few months.
1: No, I, I feel like it's, I, I don't know, but my guess would be You Ought to Know was the first single. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I I just confirmed that. Um, it came out in July of 1995 and then followed by Hand in My Pocket then Ironic and You Learn Head Over Feet and then All I Really Want. That makes sense. That was the last one. Um, Head Over Feet, man, that was a good one. That's one of my faves from mm, it. That's a good one. Mm. <clears throat> I, I thought that was a nice love song. Yeah. I, I always, I think I realized, like, I don't know. I don't know where I was at in my teenage years, but I liked the <laughs> the, the kind of sad songs about sad people. I liked Mary Jane and I liked Perfect. Those were the those I were the also like Mary Jane. Yeah. That song still I, gets to me, I feel like. Like, there are certain mm. lines in that song, like, that, you know, like, uh.
0: Yes. The angst.
1: No, Mary Jane is good. I think Mary Jane was an underrated song because it didn't, it didn't get the wide It wasn't a single. It didn't get like the widespread. If you talk to people during the time about what songs they love, almost nobody ever mentioned Mary Jane is one of the top ones. But I thought like musically and vocally, it was a really beautiful tribute to a person. Yeah. Um, like love letter, letter of concern, comfort. I'm still here. Like. That kind of I thought it was a really beautiful song. I agree. One of my favorites, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, the, uh, Perfect, it was, it was always this weird thing where I connected to the feelings without like, I didn't feel like obviously the, the character in Perfect, like their parents are pushing them. And I, that's like the perspective. It's like a parent mm-hmm. shoving a kid. And I didn't really feel like our parents did that to me personally, but I, i did understand like the compulsion that was within that song yeah yeah i I had that voice in my own head Mm. it did not sound like alanis morissette
0: sydney was her own parents
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh but i mean i thought i thought perfect was you know and that's the thing like perfect got a lot of criticism for being like too on the nose But, like, I think it's one of those things where we only think things are on the nose or, like, oh, it's so, like, played out or whatever Um, in retrospect because it was maybe the first one that was saying that so boldly and openly and, like, easily understandable to teenagers. Right. Yeah, I I don't... Because I I think that was really... I I don't really feel like that was... There were other big hits at the time. that I mean, that wasn't, like, a... It wasn't a song about having a crush on a girl that's that's too cool for you, which so many songs will always be about. It was a very unique sentiment, yeah. you know? Yeah. I thought it was and same with man, I remember at that this point in my life like hearing a song like Forgiven mm. and being like, Whoa. Yeah. Again, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that, Alanis? You're gonna get in so much trouble. Alanis, you can't do that. You're gonna get excommunicated, Alanis. Well, and that but that was interesting, like like sort of looking at those two songs, like it clearly was directed at a teen audience. I mean, it had themes that were directly meant to appeal to that. But then you had such heavy concepts like that, like like kind of like dark stuff on there that Yeah. I feel like that's one of the reasons that people loved it so much was it, it had a sense of respect towards its listeners, you know, like these are things that you you might actually be feeling or thinking about, but if you're not. I know you're young, but it's okay. You can think about big things. And uh, I, I would say the same for um, right through you. I remember right through you really like as I got older, like really connected with that idea of like. I mean, it's different depending on what field you go into. And certainly, like, I think there's a lot more, it seems to me in the entertainment industry, a lot more of this, like, like she describes, like, she's treated as this, like, sweet, naive, little, oh, you got a guitar and you write your little poems Mm -hmm. and make them into songs. Oh, that's adorable. I bet you want to make a record. Well, what are you going to do for me? Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, I, I can see where that existed probably still exists hopefully i would assume it's getting i would hope is getting better i don't know this is not the industry i'm in in medicine obviously it's not like that um <laughs> that is not that is not my experience uh, in the sciences but i mean sexism exists right right in different forms <laughs> in different industries <laughs> i know sorry what oh, and there ew. there is a there is a, a buttoned up uh sexism that exists mm-hmm. in in the sciences. Um, sometimes it is not quite so overt, um, and, but it's still is still very much there. And I, I, I remember that just the opening. Like, wait a minute, man, you mispronounced my name. Like, I've I I've, I've had that feeling, that urgency. Like, wait, you didn't even hold on. Just wait. Just stop. J- okay, no, I'm not done. Like, just stop talking for a second. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, that was yeah. just the. That was my opening statement and i have more to say and i have a case to make and if you'll just shut up and stop interrupting me there's more and like feeling like in a very professional way i've been silenced and put off and ignored um in a way that is overt in the song that really connected to me and it still does like as an adult there are moments where i recognize that happening it's like Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna break into an Atlanta song from nineteen ninety five right now, okay? If you don't stop, I'm going to break <laughs> out a song. In the middle of a conference room, like in a meeting. Here's the thing. <laughs> just just wait. That would be great. Um, <laughs> well that would be a really powerful moment to be fair. It would be.
0: <laughs> um, I do feel like it's worth mentioning as as we near the end that this is a musical now. Yes. Like a, a jukebox musical, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, Tay, I know you had talked a little bit about it. I'm not super familiar with it. The first I'd listen to this music was just the original album. I thought you all might be mad if the only album I listened to was the Broadway recording. So Yeah. I did listen to the original. Yeah. No, it, I would hope so.
1: <laughs> well, apparently it's uh it um and this was on Alanis' request that she did not want it to have anything to do with her life. She <laughs> would be completely different. Uh and the book's written by Diablo Cody, which I thought was cool. Um that is cool. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it like follows like a suburban family dealing with uh, a, a variety of, you know, Im- important issues, sexuality uh-huh. and and you know, uh racism and the the mother of the family is named Mary Jane, so there's so there's that. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. It's got okay. pretty good reviews. It sounds sounds fun. So it's basically escape to Margaritaville. Uh
1: well, uh, I don't know about that
0: per se, but uh, in the in I, the same way. Only,
1: only in the sense that if 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 the criteria is musicals that
0: Sydney would love, <laughs> <laughs> these are made <laughs> for yes. you. These in are the man, Venn diagram, they are just two circles that perfectly overlap. Uh huh. And just, it's just musicals that Sydney loves. Yes, just these two. These two.
1: I mean, no, I mean, I love a lot of other musicals, I know. but like, but yes, just, those, yes. Those, those, I mean, those are the, t- that would be the main thing the two have in common is that yeah. I would, I I, I do love Escape to Margaritaville and I, I am certain I would love, uh, is it Jagged Little Pill? Yeah, is that it's what it's called? called, Jagged called? Jagged yeah, the musical. Um, I'm certain I would love it. I, I just, for, I think for some of us of a certain age, it was the first CD <laughs> that I went and bought mm-hmm. um, for me. It wasn't the first CD I owned. I asked for other ones for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But and and there were mom would periodically just buy me things and be like you would love this and sometimes she was right. Mm-hmm. Um but it was the first one that I went out and sought out probably at like Suncoast. <laughs> yeah. And bought yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and bought for me and took home and played over and over and over again on my giant stereo. Mm. Gosh, CD players were so big. They were. Well, and I remember. Uh, I remember you playing that song on a road trip. We were going down to the beach one summer, like in the car, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, it, I remember it so vividly because it was so awkward to hear some of those songs trapped in a car with our parents. <laughs> uh, but you, they they let you play the whole thing, beginning to end. And you sang along with every word, and I'm just like, "Well, this is awkward. <laughs> this is this is weird for me." <laughs> I know. As you're saying this, I realize that I am going to experience this on the other side. Oh, uh-huh, there you go, revenge. Uh, I will be the parent in this in mm-hmm. this situation someday. I, I already know this is going to happen. Um, yeah. I it, it was the first. I felt like it was for me, right. and I, there was a there are a lot of other musical artists at the time who did this for other people. I mean like as I was sitting and thinking about what had the most impact on me, it's hard to sit there and and deny somebody like Tori Amos. Right. But like this was for me personally. This was my first I listened to it and went, "Oh, there's music for me." Mm-hmm. And then and then it opened this whole idea of like, well, if there's music for me, then that person who made the music they see things a little bit like me and they've had some of the experiences I've I've had and they think about and worry about and get angry about the same things I do. And there must be more like me right. mm-hmm. <laughs> and there should be more stuff for us. And maybe it's already out there. It just doesn't get promoted as much as everything else. And like once you break into that idea that, there are lots of people who like what you like and think like you do. And like, they're out there. You just can't see them because everything is made for not you. Right. <laughs> everything that gets promoted and put broadly, you know, accessible is not you. It, <laughs> it's a very empowering idea. Like we are here and I just have to find the rest of us Well, and that's and find that media. That's such a good point because I think that, you know, I, a lot of, like, a lot of approachable music gets flack for being approachable. But, a, like, especially something like this, I feel like a lot of people probably listened to Alanis Morissette and it opened the door to kind of dig deeper into alternative female musicians, you know? Like, like I had a yes. similar experience. I was I loved Veruca Salt growing up. And Veruca Salt was very nicely packaged pop music that had, like, a little bit of a rock and a little bit of a punk to it. But it led me to so many other, like, artists... Because that was kind of the gateway towards it, like your gateway rage. Yeah. Well, and and you know, I I know we talked about this when it came out, but that uh, I think it was a Muse article that about how Jack the Little Pill is actually bad, but like Ugh. you know that was the title, which okay, yeah, uh, and about how like you know kind of crucifies it because it is simple, I guess, which is just such a an annoying double standard on music because. I feel like most of the iconic like male-fronted musical artists, simplicity is intrinsic in, in their design, you know? And yes. like, like, once again, at the same time period, I don't think anyone, like Green Day's Dookie will always be held up as like a masterpiece. Green Day was simple and straightforward and told you things that you felt as a teen. Alanis did the same thing, but now we have to go back and be like, actually, I re-listened to it and my childhood feelings were really basic and annoying. Like, what? It's very frustrating. It's a way of, of demeaning like the emotions we experience when we're young, because as we get older, our, you know, our views become a little more complex. And so we don't feel things exactly the same way. But you you can't negate those very formative, important experiences that like a giant chunk of the population are having right this minute and need to have an experience and feel. And then secondly, it's a, I mean, I think it has to be a gender thing. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so, cause, oh God, I remember, I remember the article that the framing of it, cause it's a, a a woman who's trying to introduce her husband to it. And I guess her, it's like trying to please, here, look, husband, here is this music. Oh, you're right. It's really bad husband. It's like, oh man, like, like it's, it's, I found it very uh, like upsetting. It it really, a bad taste in my mouth that that whole article i didn't agree with it at all um and it it's just the same it's the same old thing right we've talked about on the show before if if teenage girls like something then all of society and culture has to declare it bad and stupid and wrong and make fun of it mercilessly until we all agree that it's crap and then move on and like you can't if you're a teenage girl whatever you like automatically becomes bad and it just sucks No, that's really like that's if if one thing changes anytime soon in like the youth culture it's like hey young young non-men like you can stand up for the things you like the fact that you like it that's all you need to qualify that you you are allowed to like it if you like it it's yours like you can defend it you can embrace it you don't have to cast it off to gain somebody else's approval Grease 2 forever <laughs> well, Grease 2 no, forever uh, <laughs> I don't think that's like a teen girl thing Sid I think that's a, right think that's a you thing you specifically <laughs> if there was a party of people that just like rep Grease 2 it's a party of one and it's just you <laughs> I'm fine I love this party I'm gonna
0: stay at it forever
1: alright oh. you have your party
0: Hey, what will we be discussing next week? When hopefully I sound better. Uh,
1: yeah. Well. All right. So I want I wanted to do something from um the uh, the kind of '90s Nicktoon era. Um, and uh, I I chose Hey Arnold. I uh, now now as a a, a weird pigeon person in in Brooklyn, I feel like I've come full circle with my my love of of Hey Arnold. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah.
0: Great! I'd I'm love exci- to watch some Hey Arnold. Yeah,
1: I'm excited to go back, and I I feel like it was right on the edge of my youth, so I didn't, I like I think you watched it, and so I remember it, and I I watched around it, but I wasn't as deep in it, and so I'm excited to I'm I'm gonna try to get Charlie into it. Yeah, I mean there were a lot in that area that I really I loved at the time, like when I was younger, but I feel like Hey Arnold is the one that like I I've rewatched it recently, and I'm like oh that there's. It's one of those first shows that I think kind of got like we can make a show for kids that adults can enjoy too, but like on like mm-hmm. a deeper level, like the the thoughts and the feelings behind it were really were were really powerful, and beautiful. So to find it, do, do I just turn on Nickelodeon and wait till it comes yeah, on? Yep, yep. That, okay. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. Good. I'll uh, I'll be in front of my television on non basic
0: yeah. cable. <laughs> I, I I would like network, to say whatever I don't know whatever it is before we finish. Um, this is our, our 200th episode of Still Buffering. Really? Yes. Uh, I didn't realize that until I was posting the show last week and realized last week's was 199. This is 200. So, thanks for d- this journey of 200 episodes. Wow. You could have said, listeners you ought to know and... that this is our 200th episode. I'm very tired, to I didn't think about it. That's it, okay. But, yeah, this is 200 episodes, so siblings and listeners and, and everyone, Maximum Fun, all those, those people, thank you for Having us on for so long, it's been a, it's been a fun, two hundred episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much been four years, which is insane. But you've changed so much. I know. Gosh, got, you've gotten anymore. your
1: first mono.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm glad we well, could be. Your, I mean, I'm
1: glad you could commemorate our two hundredth episode with mono. That feels very fitting for the, the the show, actually.
0: For the evolution, the actual aging of this yeah, show. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm very
0: proud of you. Thank you. It was planned.
1: Our little Riley's growing up. <laughs> got my
0: first that's mono uh hopefully you're only
1: i mean that's kind of the way i mean yeah it usually works yeah usually. yeah i only mono okay uh thank you thank you then thank you listeners for hanging with us for 200 episodes wow. wild here's to 200 more yeah Woo-hoo. Woo. Uh, thank you maximum fun for letting us be part of your network everyone should go to maximumfun.org and check out all the wonderful podcasts that they would enjoy you can tweet at us at still buff you can email us at still buffering at maximumfun.org. and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby change Mind.
0: this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i'm still buffering and I, I am, am two. two. It's And you almost forgot to say your name, and that'll say the same. I don't know. Still know. to say your name. That didn't even change. What happened? I got real confused. I'm like,
1: wait, do I go next? No. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know what happened there. This <laughs> is totally blank. That falls apart so easily. <laughs> <laughs> it's hanging by a thread here.
0: And I'm Dave Coulier. I Nothing gold can say. I don't know where <laughs> to <laughs> Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep. Dr. Game Show is my favorite podcast and the only podcast my parents want me to listen to because I'm 12. But even old people of this show. Basically, you call in, play games, and have fun. If you win a game, a baby will send you a magnet in the mail. I have so many magnets and put them all over my locker and pretty much everyone at school is jealous because they are very cool custom magnets and it also means that I'm really good at winning games. And they even let me practice my record live on the air. <laughs>
1: Listening to this show is like going to a
0: real doctor, but pretty much kind of better. Doctor Game Show Rock. Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday. MaximumFun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Listener supported.